the shoot as well with your boy T here. I'm ready to talk some basketball because we haven't had any all week. So by my side, we've got the man, the man that loves the Knicks, D Swizzle. Back up, again boys. for another episode. Yeah. Good seeing everyone. Special guest. Yeah, special guest, uh, RJ, the three-point bomber, down from the West. He's here to make some shots. Guys, how's it going? <laughs> and we, we try to call Russell Westbrook uh, from oh. Houston. Oh. But, he, oh. but he basically sent his representative. So we had Jordan. <laughs> well, what's up, what's up? Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. So let's get into it. So, so, so we're going to go over the last two episodes of uh, the, the Last Dance, Jordan's... Um, Jordan or the Bulls um, documentary on their last championship. We're up to episode seven and eight. So to kick off things, uh, the first the first topic I want to discuss was the conspiracy theory that, that Jordan was being suspended yeah. like during the time where he went off and played baseball. Let's start with D Swizzle. What you got for us? Uh, look, I think Jordan addressed it. It was it was all made up. I mean, it's it's not really a a thing. I mean. I think what brought it home was when one of the journalists outlined um, the negatives for the league about doing the suspension. I mean, David Stern suspending the best player in the league um, and in, which would have a detrimental impact on um, the viewer followership, you know, the, the following of the league, the following of the Bulls. Uh, it was a, it was all nonsense, and it came from the goat's mouth that it was nonsense. So, I, I mean, take that as gospel then, if it's coming from the goat. Uh, moving along to uh, Ajay, what do you think? Before the episode aired, there was a lot of ambiguity. Um, when when it first happened, there was a lot of you know speculation about the whole thing, whether it was the gambling or how bad the gambling was. Um, but really, like, I think it was really. Um, confirmed of what last night's episode that it was actually not because of you know his own gambling or his own problems, but really it was it was two factors that led um, pretty much um, to why him retiring, not because of the gambling. Um, so we knew now it's media and his father. So the gambling um, was really just no, you don't get you don't get suspended for gambling. It, it's his money. He's, he's not in debt. He's not poor. He's not living on the streets. Nah, scrap that. We don't want to hear about it. <laughs> and Joss, what do you think, Jordan? Yeah, nah, nah, 100%. Like, you pretty much even heard it from David Stern. He, he like, confirmed that, like, why would we, you know, um, suspend our marquee player, the, the brand of the NBA, you know what I mean? Like, the one that brings the fans to the seats. Um, what, I, what I took from it was that I think he needed to step away um, from the actual game because there was so much like he was going through and then what the reason why he went back to baseball is because that was a passion for him and his like his dad that was one thing like even him and his dad before he chose basketball they even argued about what like he should be playing baseball because you know what I mean like he could make it to the major leagues but he went with basketball and became great so I think that's also the reason why he left like yeah and, yeah it just it just justified everything Oh, cool. Okay. You mentioned it, um, the baseball. So, so I think that his baseball career was like low key, pretty, uh, pretty impressive. Like he had 51 mm. home runs, uh, stole 30, 30 bases. 
Uh, yeah, and, and he had a batting average of, uh, point, uh, of 200. So I'll start with you, George. What do you think about his baseball career? I'll be honest with you, man. I was actually, like, I didn't realize how good he was at the start with that. Was it 30 hit streaks or 13 hit streaks? Like, 13 game streak, yeah. 13 game hit streaks, yeah. you know what I mean? Until they started throwing all these breaker balls at him. You know what I mean? Like, before that, like, uh, honestly, like, everyone was, um, you know, saying that, you know, like, oh, he wasn't a great, he wasn't a great baseballer. But if we actually see the first few games and you actually acknowledge how great he really was, like, he was able to, you know, go back between two sports just like Deion Sanders did. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, pretty hectic. I think uh, the baseball thing was pretty much because of his father's passing and he, and they both spoke about it beforehand. Um, and, and I think he felt it was the right time to, you know, part from basketball at that particular time and moment and to pretty much do what he did uh, you know, in 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 the well, really major leagues, but in baseball itself. Uh, so uh, he just wanted to sort of really wanted to his curiosity really got the better of him and really wanted to try it. And as you can tell, he wasn't that great at the beginning, but as he went forward, and they even and all of them said it, even he, even Terry Francona even said it. If he continued, he would have made major leagues. So it tells you he really put in the work, like he would do, like he would do in the NBA. Uh, but that's another thing that's, and that's another topic to discuss, I guess, because it, there was a, um, what was it? There was a, a lockout. Was that a lockout or was it? Uh, yeah, the yeah. NBA. Yeah, so. NBA, a short lockout, yeah. Yeah, so, um, so that's what's happened. So I guess that's, it's to be talked about another time then, because we really don't know what would have happened if he actually went to the major leagues, I guess. This is all. Well, I think I'm going to go the other way because everybody's like, <laughs> I'm just going to be the He's playing in the minors. He probably wouldn't have got a shot. And this was said by um, Reisendorf. He probably wouldn't have got a shot, but for the fact that he was Michael Jordan. People weren't picking up 30-year-olds to put in, even in the minors, right? And what was... <sighs> It feels as though there are more players who are, you know, drafted in baseball. Uh, Russell Wilson was a was a draft pick. Well, I read during the week that Pat Connington, he was drafted as a as a baseball player as well. So, look, it, it just for me it just showed that his name still being connected to Chicago given the opportunity by the owner of the Bulls and White Sox. Yeah, if you've got opportunity, you've got a chance to shine. Like, everybody's got a chance to shine. You don't hit shots when you're riding the bench. He was out there. He was, he was making plays. But, look, without criticising a lot about it, to step into an environment where he was not familiar and to do the things he does... That was impressive. And what the other impressive thing was, and you, you, you touched on this, RJ, his worth ethic, his worth ethic mm. was uh, the, the stories about him practicing his batting hours beforehand at batting practice and then afterward. That was impressive. For me, that was the, the impressive part. 
not more so than the not not as much as the 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 short stint in the minors but uh you know i'm just i'm just i'm just keeping it real because you know someone's got to all right all right fair <laughs> enough <laughs> uh, let's move along okay let's um let's talk about the jordan's leadership so so in the i guess in the last episodes you can see i guess the pain that he had he had right yeah. like he had he had to lead the way he knew how to lead even even though he wasn't the popular choice at the time right so let's start with jaws what do you think jordan what you, what uh, pretty much Great leaders pretty much lead by example. Like his work ethic, his drive, his mentality. Like, say when he came back and he saw Steve Kerr um, and what Luke Longley, like just joking around, like for all positive, he's like, that. that's not the attitude you want to be in, you know what I mean? Like, what happened? Sucker punched Steve Kerr, like, you know what I mean? But like, it just shows the drive and determination that, um that some players don't have nowadays like you like like name players that have like that killer instinct like that want that big shot that want to succeed that want everyone on the same page that that's the that's how you want greatness that's what you well you know greatness is and that's what like that's what made him like elite like the great of all time i reckon like his leadership was impeccable like it was like speechless it was amazing yeah, I think there was a uh, there was a comment from uh, Jordan when he spoke about Luke Longley and Steve Kerr. That those guys were laughing and mucking around like mm, yeah. they go, they basically got to win a championship. And then and then Jordan on the spot told him, "You guys ain't done shit. The three championships that you, that we won was without you. So buckle yeah. up, <laughs> let's keep going." Yeah, that was <laughs> that was so good. Like I loved it. Yeah, it just says how it is. Uh, so <laughs> Aj, Aj, with thoughts. Well, with that one, you can tell. He actually said it. He's like, you guys haven't won shit yet. It's like, you've just come to Chicago, and we've got a whole different team now. So you guys got to start. And you can tell in that team, you know, it touched on it from last episode and even now that you can tell that the, the father is Michael and the mother is Pippin. Everyone loves Pippin because they get along, and he'll, mm. Pippin will be the soft one. He, he's the one that, you know, glues everyone together. But Michael's the father. He's the tough love. He's the... You know, he's the alpha dog who's going to get you to where you have to be. It ain't going to be easy, but the results will definitely pay off. And as you can tell through championships later, that's what it is. So he had to do what he had to do. And like I said, he, he didn't do anything that he didn't preach. So he, he did what he had to do. Um, but in terms of the other players, I don't know if you noticed, everyone's talking in their team, like all the major players, majority of it. But you don't see any, you don't see Longley, do you? I read about that. Yeah, I think um, I researched that and they said that they didn't include Longley because of the budget. This is the official official statement because they didn't have a budget to fly down to Australia to talk to him. <laughs> no, he changed his number. He didn't want to be contacted. He didn't okay. want to be part of it. Oh, wow. Okay. No, I think he still hates Jordan. I think he still... So maybe they get over it and they learn that what will produce it, he got over it. He goes, and but if you take one step back, he understood why and, and what he had to do. But I think Longley still caught up in the anger. I think he, he changed his number, apparently, according to stories, and he didn't want to be contacted. So he doesn't want to be nothing to do with it. But then when uh, Longley's house burnt down in Perth, uh, Jordan was one of the first people to send him actually replacements to furniture and, and things for his house. So I guess it, I, I guess we can conclude there that, that uh, the relationship is a bit rocky. Yeah, oh, uh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, result, what are your thoughts? Uh, look, everyone's got their own management style. Yeah. Some people are, you know, a little bit more accommodating than others. Uh, I wouldn't want Jordan barking at me. Uh, that's just me personally. Um, and I would have thought that they would have still won, even if Jordan was a bit softer. But that's my personal oh, view. Oh, no. well, gee, I don't know, man. I am Let it finish. Let it finish, guys. Give me a I look. I, I just think that uh, whilst the outcome was championships, the you know is it a means to an end? Is 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 the end justify the means? Sorry, that's what I want to say. Does the ends justify the means? Is the chip really worth those personal relationships? We, we've touched on here. Maybe Luke and Jordan don't get along. Now, was, is, is a piece of silverware and, and legacy worth those personal connections? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be the one on the other side of the fence again. All right, right. that's the lawyers are coming out of him. (laughs) Uh, Look, I I think it was a bit tough um, the the way he he got on with others, but he responded with you know he responded to others who pushed back, and that was what was the interesting thing I got out of the episode was that Kerr when he was talking about. Um, the way Jordan had treated him, um, and then he finally stood up to him. Jordan respected him more. Same with absolutely. Same with mm. the, the rest of the players. Um, no, Scott Burrell, in particular, um, yeah, being right. the young the young gun on the team, and him always getting picked on by Mike. I mean, uh, it, it, it. What for me? What I didn't really like about it is, it was the bully mentality. And that's something I'm not for. But I think what he's trying to do is just elevate that ex- that next level. Like he knows that everyone like is worthy to be great, but he wants you to be on the same page as him. That's what I like. Like I get what you mean, the yeah. bu- like the bully mentality. But I right, think but there's no choice there. It's it's yeah. not it's not having the player choose. It's forcing a hand. It's not having the player, you know find it within themselves that everybody's entitled to find the strength within themselves to achieve something. You know, mm. I don't know, maybe it worked. Like I said, when we look back on it now, it seems worthwhile because they won. Of course. They won the chips. Yeah. But if they didn't win the chips, totally different story, but the behavior is still the same. And that's what I've got. That's what I've got issues with. Well, like Jordan said, he goes, if you want to be great, that's great, but you haven't won shit. So <laughs> he pushed them, they won. Come oh, yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Come on. I'm not uh, doubting that they were great because of, of of you know the rings that they hold now, right? And yeah. and a lot of them have have rings, multiple rings. You look at Kerr, Kerr's got eight, three um five as a player and three as a coach. I mean, he's starting to to look he's getting to the point where he's going to not have enough fingers on his hands for, for his rings suit. Um, you know, Jackson's got multiple rings, heaps of rings. It's, it's, it's just incredible. The, the way that, you know, people value these championships. Um, 
I don't know. I'm just taking a more philosophical road and viewpoint on this, but you know, that's just. Hey man, we're open, so we're, we're yeah. here to discuss. That's what we're here for. All right, so let's move on to the next section. So, so during the episodes, Jordan, Jordan got given like uh, the iPad uh, to hear people's interviews and answers of everything. Like for me, for me, I. I thought this was like a mic drop moment. Like it was epic, right? Uh, so I started with you, Swizzle. Uh, let's talk about um, let's talk about Payton's uh, interview and how Jordy reacted. Thoughts? I think this is one of the moments where he's the most kind. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, I, I, with UT, I, I enjoy the moments where Jordan reflects on what other people are saying um, currently about what happened in the past. Uh, I'm enjoying uh, his little reflections and his little uh, giggles that he's having. It, just, it shows his softer side and his more mellow side that he's, uh, he's, he's developed into in his old age and uh, older age. And uh, with Peyton, oh, look, Peyton was known as a dog defender. Uh, could creep underneath your skin. I think the only one who was immune to uh, Peyton's antics was John Stockton um, and they had a different kind of relationship and competitive relationship and um, correct me if I'm wrong and but the person that Stockton got uh, was the reverse way the person that Peyton used to um, induct him into the Hall of Fame was John Stockton that was the relationship that they had was um, you know Peyton asking Stockton to do his intro to the Hall of Fame. And I thought that was a big, that was a big thing. But the getting under Mike's skin, I mean, I think Mike's the one getting underneath everybody's skin. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was a good laugh though, that moment where Mike was looking at the iPad. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, RJ, let's, let's, let's move on to the, the next mic drop moment uh, when, when Nick Anderson uh, had, had a comment saying, 45 ain't the same as 23 and 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 explain to me how how you how you thought of that and, and what happened to nick anderson <laughs> number one that was a bad move um <laughs> you never stir the pot of the book of the monster you never wake up a sleeping monster like that you just don't you just don't say anything um second of all he should have been blamed for the uh four free throws that he didn't hit against houston um so that's another story, but anyway. Um, but Nick Anson later on, he didn't really become part of a starting lineup, really. I don't think after after Orlando. But he, I don't no. think he shouldn't have done that because, like, like, uh, like, as all you know, all you guys know that Jordan uses anything as fuel to get himself out. He would even make it up. I'm sure you watched it last night with um, the Bradford Smith. That same thing. You just don't say anything. You, 45 is not different. Ooh. And then what happened? They got swept. You know, they killed them the day, the year before, and then they swept them, and then Bulls swept them the following year, simply because of pretty much that. And I'm sure Jordan was, that's all he had in his head was that comment, just to smash Orlando. That's it. Everyone else was irrelevant. So, Nick Anderson, I'm sorry, you shouldn't have said it, dude. <laughs> you should just kept quiet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ajay, you touched on a little bit um, when... Yeah, Le, Le Bradford Smith scored 37 points on him. Mm. Um, and then he, he, he apparently said um, that uh, he, he told Jordan it was a nice game. But uh, it turns out that 
Jordan made it up. <laughs> That's what I mean. See, he made he made it up. Any form of motivation he's using, and he'll just like you know what he said that to me. Let let's just let's just do it. Let's just kill him. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Everyone okay. else got a issue with this? I, I, I think that's weird. That's really psychotic. That's, that's weird. Oh, yeah, do like it. Like psychotic. It. Am I the yeah, only one out? It is. Yeah. I think I think myself and AJ we have that that mentality. So we can we can relate. But yeah, it seems the panel today is a bit even. So <laughs> so, so, so George, let me move on to you, George. Um, and the last one, the last mic drop moment was um, George Cow. Uh, from the, he was head coach of the Sonics. Uh, he, he saw Jordan in a restaurant and he just, just, just um, didn't say anything to him. This is what passed him without saying hello. Bro, that was, bro, that was just, that was just, that was just a dog shot. That was, that was a bit slack. I was like, bro, you don't, like, just go, goes back to like what I just said. You don't fuel the beast. You don't fuel him. Like, you don't poke, poke the target, man. Like, he will use any form of fuel to like drive his passion. Like his passion is to win. If you don't want to acknowledge him, then he's going to make sure that you acknowledge, like you acknowledge his greatness. Like, oh man, like I'll go back to, to that game. Like where um, I feel like he had so much going on during, during that, um, that series. The but then, yeah, that yeah, but what was epic was that like because that was the season where he won it on Father's Day, and that's what it was like. I don't know if that got you guys, but man, that's correct. You're right, man. We'll like, yeah, yeah, nah, that was. You don't want, like I said, you don't want to feel that base, like, yeah, yeah, man. I'm feeling really argumentative tonight, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> double standards. Uh, we we touched upon this last week, RJ, when we were having a chat about episodes, yeah. uh, what was it, five and six last yeah. week. Jordan having a bit of a whine that, you know, all the attention has got to him. And now this episode, Carl just letting him have dinner, enjoying his dinner. He has a bitch about it. I mean, come on, double standards. Dex, Dex, it's like, it's like you walking past me in a restaurant, not even saying hello, but we play ball together outside. you got to say That's at right. least hello. Yeah, you got to You can't be a it. snob. Some, I mean, some come on. Of like, even it's a nod. Not. A nod. Not. Just a nod at least. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Maybe George Carl was just seeing that Mike was enjoying his dinner and he didn't. No. No. Yeah. They know each other quite well, actually. They're not, like, they're not strangers to each other. Yeah, and back to what you said before about how Peyton was saying that I could, I, I guarded Jordan, and that's why he was laughing. He was struggling probably, I think the father's day starting to get to him in game mm, five. That's, that's right. why, that's why he said there was a lot of things going on, because he knows it was approaching father's day, and that was getting to him, not because of Peyton's mm. defense. Peyton was already guarding him between games one, two, and three. So, and he won. He he performed well. So, for him to say that, I think I think that's incorrect. I think it's because of the yeah. day that was approaching. That was really even even his mom said it as well. His mom said like there was a lot going on leading up to that. You know what I mean? So, goes back to that. Yeah. Okay. 
Cool, let's move on to the next one. So, a uh, question or a statement is, did anyone not learn not to trash talk or celebrate in front of Jordan? Uh, There's two things, the two things I, I'm, I'm looking at is, I guess he, he's trash talks everyone, right? So even his GM constantly just telling short jokes. Uh, do you take those pills because to make keep you short, do you want to do laps with us because we'll lower the wing for you? It's just it's constant, right? It's constant, constant, constant trash talking. Um, and then people come back to him and then he just demolishes them as we've talked about. So a couple of key pointers was, uh, or a couple of key moments that I wanted to discuss was uh, BJ Armstrong, uh, the, the way that um, in around one of the playoff series, like he won one of the games off the Bulls, um, he tended to celebrate on the court as a Charlotte Hornet. Uh, and that that and that drove the, the Bulls not to lose another game in that in, in that round. Um, you, your short, your thoughts, this was them. Good for BJ. You know, you hit big shots. You should be able to celebrate. I'm, I'm here we go. Here we go. There, <laughs> like like this this whole the the mentality was, you know, why be afraid of the goat if you know you talk trash to him? Talk trash to the goat. See what happens, you know. I, I think if anyone, if everyone pandered to the goat, it wouldn't have made the league entertaining. You know, these rivalries are rivalries for a reason. And you know, Orlando got the better of the Bulls in '94-'95 uh, when they beat him in the East semis. Uh, Horace Grant was was praised as the hero in that series, um, coming back to play the Chicago Bulls and coming back victorious. Talk trash. It can be done, as, as Orlando did that year. Mind you, yes, Jordan was only coming back from his little hiatus in, you know, the minors. Uh, <laughs> but, well, you know, I'm all up for people talking trash uh, as long as they can back it up. And in that moment, BJ Armstrong backed up his, his words. So good for BJ. But I just want to go back to like, you know, people learning not to trash talk Jordan. Horace Grant even said, he goes, bro, you don't, you don't fire that base. You don't add fuel to the fire. Like you don't want to start it because he knows what's coming. So Horace Grant didn't tra- talk too much trash, but like, man, <laughs> like he learned his lesson, I reckon. Everyone else didn't. So. <laughs> Thoughts, Ajay? Back to Dexter's point. Um, with Horace, he didn't so much. I think, look, both players did two things. They, they got into the emotion too much uh, and they, got, they were in the moment too much. And that's fine. They can, they can be in the moment. There's not, no problem being in the moment. But the problem is being in the moment will be shown to the GOAT. I mean, Horace didn't say anything. He just celebrated in, on the court with Chicago. Jordan saw that, didn't like it, and responded the following year. But with BJ... He celebrated and he really like threw his arms and, and everything and, and, you know, and Jordan, of course, responded by saying, well, BJ, oh, I don't think BJ knows what we're like. So there you go. And he responded in a couple of games and, and demolished them. So uh, <laughs> they did it once. That's fine. But, you know, for a fact that, you know, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a rotation. It'll eventually come back to you. And I don't think you should really do it um, because it, it's, it's just karma. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> my, my thought process is this, though. Um, if you don't enjoy the happy moments, you're never going to be happy, right? 
And it just speaks volumes of how much fear everybody had of being human, of celebrating happy moments for the, you know, reprisal of the great goat coming back the next game. I mean, the world, the world does not revolve around Jordan, even though everybody pandered that it did. It shouldn't it's have almost been. like that. <laughs> <laughs> so my thoughts are, I guess, I'm starting on decks on this because to, to beat the goat and beat him in one game isn't, it's a lifetime achievement. Like to be able to score multiple like thirty point game on, on Jordan is something that yeah, doesn't come very often. And and you think about the finals when they played against Portland. What did Clyde do? Clyde knew that it was coming for him. Clyde didn't talk to him, didn't say anything. And Jordan still demolished him because people were comparing them. They were saying that they were similar and they were the similar type of player. That's why Portland didn't didn't um, draft him. So but magic, but magic got to him. Because apparently Magic, Magic, Magic was playing cards with Jordan the night before. Because you know Magic was doing the, the commentating for that game, and number one, that comment when he said that, "Oh, you and Clyde are almost the same," and that pissed him off. Number one, number two, <laughs> Magic goes, "You know what's coming tomorrow, right? You know the, the game's tomorrow." So that's sort of egging him on still, and that's another <laughs> that's another wood in the fire right there. See, so it's like there you go. It's best not to stir, bro, in any form. <laughs> But, but the thing is, Clyde did nothing. It wasn't Clyde. Was no, no, Clyde. I felt sorry for Clyde. Clyde was an innocent bystander. He did nothing. But it was sorry, all Clyde. Jordan. He, he uh, found any any that's right. motivation. That's what it was. Uh, so let's move on to the next one. So do you know the footage of, of Jordan, I guess, getting that championship, like beating the Sonics uh, on Father's Day? Uh, for me, it was pretty heartbreaking like, just to see him um, you see him as an idol. I remember watching it at the time and just thinking to myself, wow, that, the, how can we so upset? And, and we didn't see the, the extent of it. Like when we watched the, the documentary on the Bulls season, uh, it, just, it just showed a glimpse of it, right? This, this, the last episode was, um, it showed like, the extended version where he actually broke down by himself with the ball. So thoughts, Jordan? I felt like that was... Um... It was a release of everything that was built up from the reason why he retired to like losing his father to going to baseball, just the release, just the built up of all this pressure, you know, all this expectation. There's just, there was just so much. And for him winning that, that ring was just like, especially on father's day, that was like the icing on the cake. Like, if if he wanted, you know, if they they sweep the Sonics and he wanted on that day, you know, I mean, I would just be like, oh, look, he's celebrating the ring. But because he went on Father's Day, just especially for his dad, that was just like that, just like completed everything. Like he, he that's why he released. He released all his emotions and, and like to see that raw footage, yeah. Especially from Jordan is just yeah, it just makes you. It's just like, oh, wow, he's really human. Like, yeah. So it hit, it hit close to home for for me and I guess for everyone else as well. Yeah. Guys, what did you think? This is all? Uh, it was the end of a historic season. 72 and 10 Bulls. Cutting off with a chip. Um, I, could, I could 
and it, the thing was, it went beyond that. And the, the lads here just have touched upon that. It, it was the, um, it was when they showed that photo of Jordan winning the first championship and his dad by his side when he was holding the, the Larry O'Brien, um, it just brought home how much, um, you know, of a role his dad played in his whole life, in his whole career, really. Um, and to, to see that emotion from him, because um, he would have had to hold it, you know, it's, it's a long NBA season. It's a long second half of the season with the playoffs. Um, it's a lot of suppressing emotion to be, you know, um, to not be vulnerable to, or to be seen as vulnerable. And I think that was, uh, it was important to, to show everyone um, that footage because, you know, he wasn't a ro- he's not a robot. He's, he's, he's man. He's a man as well as everybody else. So yeah, uh, it was, it was, it was quite, you know, it, it was quite, um, the, I, I suppose the word um, would be, it, it was really eye-opening to see that side of Jordan. Um, because you don't see that, even when he's talking about, ref- he's reflecting now. I mean, he got a bit teary when he was talking about his leadership style and he had to call a break um, mm. for the interview. Um, and you, you hardly see that that kind of emotion on him. You see emotion, the fiery emotion um, in Jordan, but not not the softer side. And I thought that was uh, pretty telling, yeah. Roger? Well, uh, as a father, um, I take that perspective where, you know, you know, you sort of think about the way he was always looking to his father for approval and always um, seeking his guidance and his advice, you know. And, and I've got to admit that hit home hard, you know. I was sleeping beside my baby while I was watching it. Uh, I can admit right now, I know there's a podcast, man. I'm, I'll admit, I'll tear, I'll tear up too because I was like, oh, wow, like, you know, like, being being a dad is like it's a responsibility and and knowing that he won that championship for the first time without his dad mm-hmm. being there is is just something because it's he was always there you know and whether he was watching but spiritually he was there but physically he wasn't there so that was a real special thing and that was really touching that I thought so Jordan is actually human Jordan actually has emotions. Um, and going back to Dex's, uh, this Rizzo's point, um, the, vulner- the vulnerable side came out. And, and that was really something different because you never really saw that. That's right. And during the season, it was suppressed emotions. It's all about go, go, go. It's about passion. It's about drive. It's about, you know, killing everyone around you um, and to win. So for me, that was quite a, a different uh, type of... Um, side the Jordan that I have never seen. I've like like uh T said before, he saw snippets, I saw snippets too, but I didn't see the full raw footage until now. And I thought, well that, that really hit home and that really like what well, was really, really, you know, touching. Well that's for me anyway. So Yeah, so so that um like the whole episode and, and the director did it really well, I think, um to to show all the highlights of Jordan being the beast, like just trash talking everyone. And then to take it to the next level and and drop it to make Jordan feel like he was human. So yeah, it was definitely good um, directing and good producing yeah. on their part. Yeah. So let's discuss uh, one more topic <coughs> that that um, I guess is a bonus topic for people who 
listen to, to us all the way to them. Uh, Pippen's 1.8 second of abandoning his team against your beloved <laughs> New York Knicks. This whistle. I'll start with you because you, this is close to your heart. Um, what do you think uh, towards, I guess, uh, Pippen's actions at the time? And yeah, and, and expand on what, what you think about that. Uh, he did the wrong thing. He's acknowledged it. Uh, staying on his epic Hall of Fame career. Uh, it's a big no-no, isn't it? You know, you get called to, you know, and these are the moments that players live for. Those, those moments to be on the court when the deciding shot goes up and to have the shits because the, the new kid in town's got the last shot. I mean, the coach is there for a reason. The coach knows his team better than everybody else. And if Kukoc missed that shot, the person that was going to get bagged out was going to be Phil Jackson, not, not Tony. Um, it was going to be Phil for making that decision. And uh, I, I just thought that Scotty approached it the wrong way. And, you know, what, what was most telling for me was when they were interviewing him, you know, 20 years later, and he said, no, nah, I wouldn't change anything. I thought that was <laughs> the problem to me. <laughs> What's up, AJ? What do you think? When I saw that, I just thought, this guy got in the way of himself. And the, his teammates said it best. He quit on the team. Yeah. This is a team game. Um, you need each other to win. You can't just win on your own. I mean, Jordan's not there. That's an exception. But for him to say, well, I'm the most dangerous man on the team now. And I thought, you're just a facilitator. You're not a scorer. But mm. you have to understand your role. Um, and, you know, that, that comes back to what LeBron is right now. He's a facilitator. If he needs to take it, yeah, he needs to take it. But Phil didn't see it that way. He knew that, well, Tony made big shots before. I'm sure he can hit this. So I'm going to give it to him. But... That time, his ego got in the way of it. He, he didn't respond as the leader. He responded as, well, my ego's first. I need to win it for the team, not, not Tony. But I, I just felt that it was, yeah, it was wrong, from, wrong, wrong actions. He, he shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I felt like Pippen, because he was underpaid, Tony was paid more, uh, Jordan was retired, and Pippen was like, this is my turn. I, I should be the main man. Hmm. Uh, and then because he didn't get the opportunity, he's like, what the hell? But Jordan would never do that, right? And Jordan did that plenty of times in his career, giving up the last shot for a role player. And he never quit Tomorrow. on the team. So, 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 so this, this documentary kind of made Pippen look bad in a way where, you know, I guess we touched on it with, with other episodes about his contract and his attitude towards everything. So, and, and Jules, Jordan, Jordan, what do you think? Yeah, I always, um, when it goes back to like how Dex is like, 20 years later, Pippen goes, oh, I wouldn't change it for a thing. I was like, yeah, even Jordan said, like, you know, yeah, it was the wrong move. For Jordan to say that, it says something like, it goes back to, like, when Jordan trusted Steve Kerr with that shot, you know, to win. Like, you, like, you might not always have the, the game-winning shot, but you, always have, you also have to trust your team. Like, you have to trust those players around you. Yeah, you're not always going to get the great shot. Someone else will. You know what I mean? So it all, it all comes down to like being a great leader and then trusting everyone around you. So I guess he didn't trust, you know, Kukoc at the time, which, yeah, 
it yeah, it, was, it is a bit of a stain. So, <laughs> but, yeah, like you, hey, can we go? Yeah. No, 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 yeah, 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 like he, he was being petty. I felt like he was yeah. being petty. But you think about team and what happens in the locker room. Like it, it doesn't matter if you like each other. When you get on court, uh, you play the game and you play to win. Mm. Yeah. So this this is just rounding off the podcast, guys. Uh, any more any more views on uh, the last two episodes that uh, we're within discussion? Oh, just on Pips. I I thought they portrayed him. Um, he's been the most for me, the most enjoyable interviewee on the show. He's always like he's, he's calm. He's <laughs> the way he talks. It's it's. I and and some of my friends have commented on this with me. Is I like Pippin the best because just yeah. the way he presents himself. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh yeah, he's just like. So, Easy go, easy come, easy go kind of guy. I just, you know, I, it, it's, it's just a bit strange that through his career, he, and, and it was showcased in episode eight how people turned to him as he, he was like the big brother, you know. He, he made everyone feel better. Um, it was just a bit of a aberration that, that, that one moment where ego got the better of him. I thought that was, uh, it was, you know, and, and it's immortalized. Like, it's on film. Like, oh, God. You know? So be careful of what you say and what you do and what you write down, you know, because uh, once it leaves your mouth, <laughs> once it leaves your brain, you know, you can't come back. That's the Forever on YouTube, you got to think about yeah. it. Yeah. No, I want to highlight what RJ said. Like, he said, he summed it up perfectly. Jordan is like the father figure. And Pippin is like the mother figure. I was like, wow. When you said that, I was like, that is so true. You know what I mean? Like, it is so true. As a parent, it's it's true, dude. Because mm. you're the one who has to build those guys. You guys have to, you're the one leading by example. You're the one who has to be the guy who has to deliver the bad news. Because it's your job. It's your role. Mm. You can't have two Pippins on the team. You'll end up being like the Orlando Magic. But anyway, um, <laughs> enough with that point. Um, but like I said, yeah, Jordan, you're right. Uh, he, someone has to do it. And unfortunately, Jordan had to put his hand up and he did it. What can you say? I've just got one final point and I think we can leave off with this because uh, I'm really keen to see what episode nine will bring. Uh, we've talked about on this episode of the podcast about, you know, poking the bear, uh, not stirring things up. And uh, Reggie Miller at the end there says... Uh, I want to be the guy that puts Jordan in retirement. I I thought, oh, mate, oh my yeah, work's going to come. That was a great way to end it. Shit talking, <laughs> mate. It, it's Miller time, baby. It's Miller time. Oh, so good. All right, guys. Um, great chat. we just wrap it up. Thanks for coming on the channel, guys. Hopefully Thanks for having us. Thanks, P. Thanks, Digital. Thanks, Jordan. All right. Catch you, guys. Yeah, guys. Um, if, if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, we're on Spotify uh, and uh, on YouTube and also on podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts. So subscribe to us, uh, show us some love, show us that we're doing something right and you like our content and we'll keep on producing it. Thanks a lot, guys. Later. See you guys. See ya.